the Fibber McGee and Molly Show. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Mac Hutton. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. Motorists, here's a thought for you. About 38,000 people were killed in traffic accidents in 1953, according to the National Safety Council. Now, wait a minute. Don't just toss that off. It can happen to you, unless you take extra care to prevent traffic accidents to yourself and others. For one thing, you might bear in mind that almost two-thirds of all drivers involved in fatal accidents were violating some traffic law. Courtesy, caution, and common sense help prevent accidents. Respect your traffic laws, signs, signals, and road markings. Make courtesy your code of the road. Remember to dim your lights for oncoming cars and for a car in front of you. If you've ever had someone's light staring at you from your rearview mirror, you know it can be just as blinding as if he were coming right at you. Just think of it, 38,000 people killed in a single year on our streets and highways. It's high time America awakened to this grim fact and did something about it. That means you, Mr. Driver, slow down, be courteous, and respect traffic regulations. Quilby's Variety Store, Molly McGee, wife of the temporary manager speaking. Oh, hello, Miss Quilby. No, McGee isn't here right now. He went out about 9 o'clock with a toy drum and two sticks and said he was going to drum up some business. <laughs> well, it's been pretty terrible so far today. I sold a box of thumbtacks and two handkerchiefs so far. Yes. Oh, just a minute. Hang on, Miss Quilby. I have a customer. Good morning, ma'am. May I help you? Well, I'm looking for a pipe wrench. One of those big uh, uh, things, you know. Uh, do you have them? Pipe wrench? Let me see. You mean those things like you uh, wrench pipes with? Yes. I'd like a big one, like the plumbers use. Oh, yes, of course. Here we are on the hardware counter. Is that what you want? Oh, that's it, all right. That's fine. Oh, that's a good one. How much? Uh, two, two ninety-five. It's terribly heavy. You think you should take a smaller one, maybe? Oh, no, this is fine. It's for my husband, you see. Sort of a little surprise for him. Oh, that's nice. And very practical, too. Is your husband a plumber? No, he's a rat. Huh? When he comes up those stairs with his shoes in his hand tonight, will I have a surprise for him? I'll be the Heavenly days. Should have sold her some bandages, I suppose. But... Hello, Miss Quilby. I just sold a pipe wrench. Biggest sale of the week. Oh, I know how you feel, and I hope you can sell this place. I'd certainly hate to be stuck with it myself. Yes, we can handle it a couple of more days. You just relax. Bye. Well, kiddo, I'm back. Better roll up your sleeves and get ready for the rush. I have made up some very interesting posters. Posters? That's where I've been all morning, putting them up around the neighborhood. What kind of posters? What does it say on them? Well, across the top it says, oh, that reminds me. If anybody calls up and asks for Hassan Ahmed and Ben Bay, tell them I'm out. Anyhow, I had these posters made up. Now, just a minute, friend. What's the matter? Just Hassan Ahmed and Ben Gay? Ben Bay. Yes. 
What's that all about? Well, it's a long story, Molly. We... You're not going to leave me hanging with a teaser like that, you Arabian name dropper. Huh? What is it? Well, I was going around town nailing these posters on telephone poles and pasting them on empty store windows. Yes. And Wimple came along and started to talk to me. So? And so he got me confused. He would pick a time when I was at a store window. So instead of sticking the poster up with the paste, I drove a nail through it. Through the window? Heavenly days. Well, luckily, no one was around except me. What happened to Mr. Wimple? Disappeared before the glass hit the ground. Well, sir, I figured I owed that owner an explanation. At least. So I wrote a note. And I says, dear sir, I busted it. It was cheap glass, but never the same. I did bust it. Sorry. And I signed it, King Farouk. King Farouk? Yeah, then I added a P.S. If this is unsatisfactory, you may contact my lawyers, Hassan, Ahmed, and Ben Bay. Honestly, McGee, I don't know how you dream up such fantastic... Yeah, I know. I, I got to thinking on the way home, and somehow it didn't seem quite honest. So I went back and I pinned a $10 bill to the note to pay for it. But don't worry, after this advertising gimmick of mine starts working, ten bucks will seem like... There, you see what I mean? The phone's ringing already. Probably can't wait to get down here, so... Hassan, Ahmed, and... Oh, I mean, Quilby's variety... Oh, hello? Yeah, yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, certainly, ma'am. Uh, be happy to take your order over the phone. What'd I tell you, kiddo? Our first order and them posters ain't been up 20 minutes. I wish I knew what it said on them, because... What's that, ma'am? Uh, just a minute. Molly, get a pad and a pencil, will you? Yes, ma'am. It'll be wrapped and ready for you to pick up at 3 o'clock. Here you are, McGee. Here's the pad and the... Thanks. What'd you hang up for? Mm, that's all she ordered, just a pad and pencil. Oh. I'll wrap them up for her. After all, the posters don't say how much they have to buy. Well, what do they say? Oh, didn't I tell you? Well, up at the top, it says, Big sale at Quilby's Variety Store. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Three hurries? Yep. Then comes the line with the gimmick in it. The thing that's going to bring them in. It says everyone who makes a purchase, no matter how large or small... Will... Uh, can you wait on me, mister? Oh. I want to buy something. Uh, anything. Here first, I'll take a dollar's worth of something. Boy, oh boy, look at them come. Emily, Chase, what is it? I'll tell you about it later. Now, take it easy, folks. You'll all get waited on. Get the three women over there, Molly. I'll wait on the guy that's waiting the lamp round. One at a time, folks. One at a time. Back to Espo Vista in a minute. Freedom to worship in the church of his choice is the heritage of every American. Do you, as an American, exercise that right by attending your church regularly? Everyone needs the comfort and inspiration of religious faith. Faith helps hold our families together. It builds moral and spiritual character. And it creates the spirit of brotherhood on which democracy depends. All of us are aware of the important role played during the war by chaplains of all faiths in helping our soldiers adjust to military life. Faith and worship are of vital importance to the moral fiber of America. It was the need to worship which drove our forefathers to leave their native lands and come here. And the need of strength through faith is no less today. Today, perhaps more than ever before, there is a need to turn to a way of life based on the enduring principles of religion. The religious institutions in your community need your interest and support. To face the problems of the present and the future, America must be morally strong. And that moral strength comes through worship and faith. Go to church this week and take someone with you. Oh, my goodness, McGee, I've never seen anything like that crowd. <laughs> 
If you hadn't locked the door so we could check up, we'd never get out of here to go home. Persistent little devils, weren't they? And you know something? Huh? Most of those customers kept running in and out. They'd buy something, pay for it, get their sales check, and then go buy something else. Oh, sure. The more sales checks they have, the more... Ch There's another one banging on the window. Tell him to go away, will you? I gotta add up the receipts before six o'clock. Oh, it's Dr. Gamble, McGee. <laughs> he looks so funny standing at the window with his nose pressed against the glass. Old fatso, eh? I thought it got kind of dark in here all of a sudden. <laughs> well, I'll let him in so I can see what I'm doing. Come in, Dr. Gamble. Hiya, Molly. What the dickens goes on over here, anyhow? Wallace Whipple told me he walked past here an hour ago and nearly got trampled to death in the crowd. Yep. What crowd, for Pete's sake? I was in here day before yesterday and the place was dying on its feet. What happened? Well, ask himself here. He was the one who did it. Oh, it's really nothing, Doctor. Just the old McGee know-how. Oh. After all, one can make a success of anything if one will only use one head. You mean... <laughs> you mean one's head. Leave him alone. He knows what he means. <laughs> wow, look at all that money. Come on, Bullet Brain, give us the story. Well, it's very simple, kids. All I did was put up some posters around the neighborhood that said... Any... What's that? What's that? Somebody at the window again. Ooh. Oh, dear, there's a crowd gathering out there again. Hey, what time is it? Six o'clock. Oh, my gosh, is it that late already? Well, let him in. Let him in? We're not open at night now, too, are we? Only for 15 minutes. But why? Oh, uh, I haven't time to explain now. I have to get my hat. Your hat? Hey, you better get yours, too, Molly. You know McGee's schemes, if this is anything like some of the others. Oh, I don't know what this is all about, but I better let them in before they break the door down. What's he talking about? I don't know. All right, folks. Now, don't crowd. There's plenty of room for everyone. Can you folks out on the street hear me? I've got all your receipt stubs in this hat. For goodness sakes, it's a raffle? It looks like it. Everyone's waving a cash register receipt. I thought it was something like that. Wonderful idea. I wonder what McGee's giving away. You never know. It might be you. Now then, I'm going to ask our good friend, Dr. George Gamble here, to reach in the hat and draw the winning number. Me. Yay, Dr. Gamble! Do. What are you giving away? The Brooklyn Bridge? You'll see in a minute. Draw it. Draw it. All right. Here you are. The winning number is number 3562. Oh, hey, that's me. I got it. Three, five, that's my number. Yay. Swell, Harry. Hurry up. Go up there. Oh, wait here, Florence. All right, folks. Now, all right. Let the man through. Let him through. What's the prize, McGee? What does he win? Uh, here I am, mister. Boy, I never won anything in my life before. Wow! A brand new home freezer. Wait till the guys at the plant hear about this. A home freezer? Oh, McGee, we can't afford... Now, take it easy, Molly. Take it easy. I didn't say a home freezer. Oh, yes, you did, Matt. <laughs> I brought one of your posters right along with me. Yeah? It says right here, a winner gets a brand new 1954 freezer. That's right, sir. You're the lucky winner of this beautiful new 1954 freezer. The big two-gallon size. Huh? Yeah. Have your wife put the stuff in here, pack it with ice, turn this crank, and you'll have the greatest homemade ice cream in town. A ball of swindles! A freezer, he said! Now, now, wait a minute. Now, take it easy, It's exactly like the poster said. A new freezer. Nobody said it was electric. I'm not trying to jip anybody. And now...
Fibber and Molly will be right back. I'd like to take a moment here to call your attention to the great radio entertainment that awaits you this weekend right here at the NBC spot on your dial. When it comes to downright fine radio listening, you'll find it on the NBC radio network this weekend. There's the NBC Symphony Orchestra, Jimmy Stewart as the Six Shooter, the NBC Star Playhouse, and dozens and dozens of other superb programs. Why not look in your newspaper's radio log for the listing of programs carried by the station over the weekend? You'll find more than enough programs to keep you enjoyably entertained, and all of them at the NBC spot on the dial. Next Monday evening, enjoy the music of the Railroad Hour with your host, Gordon McRae. Listen to the superb music of the Voice of Firestone and the Telephone Hour. You'll agree that Monday night means magnificent music when you tune to this station. Throughout the week, NBC brings you entertainment both day and night to keep you amused and pleased. Make it a point to keep your dial set to the station where you hear the three chimes. They're your invitation to fine radio entertainment. What a day this has been. Boy, if you think business was good today, wait till you see the plans I got for next week. What? Who's that? Come in. Oh, hi, bud. You look... Oh, my gosh, Molly, look. It's Pat O'Brien. Hi, Fibber. Hi, Molly. Pat O'Brien. Oh, my goodness. My hair's a mess in the house. Oh, don't get up, Molly. I can only stay a minute. But as chairman of the Motion Picture Radio and Television Committee of the National Safety Council, I've been asked to come over here tonight and thank you both for your able help in advancing the cause of safety. Oh, gee, that's... Now, the series of safety announcements which you two recorded last year are now being used by almost 1,400 radio stations throughout America. Well, we're happy to hear that, Pat. And for this outstanding contribution, I've been authorized by Mr. Ned Dearborn, president of the National Safety Council, to present to you the Safety Council's Public Interest Award for Exceptional Service to Safety. Thank you very much, Mr. O'Brien. Well, you can thank me if you don't call me Mr. Just call me Pat. Our thanks go out to you, Fibber McGee, and Molly. Oh, that's awfully nice, Pat. Good night. Good night. Good night, all. NBC has brought you the Fibber McGee and Molly program transcribed. With Bill Thompson as the man, Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble, and Elvia Allman as the woman. Others in tonight's cast were Dick Ryan and Natalie Masters. This is John Wall inviting you to be with us again next Monday night when business booms for Fibber McGee and Bob. Here, listen to Washington tonight on...